listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm John. I'm Tiny. Here's Tiny. And we are Earth Oddity Podcast, which I just said. So there we go. How was your week, Tiny? It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had a rough one, but it was. I mean, I'm kind of in the doghouse now. I'd rather not talk about it. Oh, you're in the doghouse now. Yeah. Okay. With the, with the missus? Well, we maybe we'll discuss it in the patrons show. <laughs> okay. So I know, I think she was doing laundry or something when I came in, so she may be right outside the door. <laughs> yeah. Might need to keep it down. You could go by my <laughs> philosophy, which is... <laughs> Which is, I'm, if I'm in the doghouse, what's it matter if I'm in the doghouse even more? Like if you're mad at me, then let's just let you get real mad at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm fine with that. Honestly, I don't think that's the best, the best <laughs> way to go about it. That works for me. You I know? just want to talk about TikTok and milk crate challenges. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm all I'm all interested into into your troubles now. Uh, was, and it's uh, gonna bother me. How was Moundville? Uh it was actually okay. We cleared out some trails and stuff. Uh um it, it was a pretty good day. It wasn't incredibly hot, so mm-hmm. that was good. And just, you know, me and my son doing some community service to help out Moundville State Park and how much did y'all charge Moundville to come out there and do all that nothing, work? Nothing. Nothing. Community service. A capitalist baby. like you. It's I community. thought you would be out to. I'm a benevolent capitalist. <laughs> okay. But, uh, Moundville, for those of you who aren't from Alabama, uh, you may not know, is a large Mississippian era Native American um, village site. At one point, the largest city. In the yeah. in North America, correct? it was the Big Apple of the Mississippian era. Yeah. Yes, and so we have a bunch of big earthen mounds out there. It's really a super cool place. It really is. People don't. I, I don't think people around here appreciate it enough because we all went there as kids, mm-hmm. you know, on field trips and everything. Which, and then you go back there again as an adult, and you're like, I remember these mounds bigger. <laughs> <laughs> When I went, my first one, they had like Native American bones that you <laughs> yes. could see. And finally, somebody was like, oh, we probably should. Those were people. Yeah, we these... should probably put them back in their yeah. graves. Let's bury them properly instead <laughs> of letting a bunch of third graders drop sucker sticks down on top of them. You know? Uh, but as, it, as a second grader who got to yeah. go to Moundville and see all that, it was kind of cool, though. It really was cool. <laughs> it was super cool. Apologies to any living descendants. Sure. Right. I did Very disrespectful, but it was pretty kind of yeah, cool. It was really cool. <laughs> the most amazing thing about Moundville is not there now. Now, Moundville's a huge place. It's big, yes. you know, very spread it's out. It's bigger than, like, the actual grounds, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Isn't right, it like, yeah. They believe at one point there was a timber fence. That's what I was say. The most amazing en- thing that and, encapsulated right. the whole thing. But now, uh, you know, you know how it is. People start moving in, and it fills up. Sure. You got to move out to the suburbs. There were still a lot of other rounds right. outside that. Right, they're just grown over now. Yes, right? absolutely. Okay. And there are in the southeast, and really, I think on up into Ohio, there are mound sites that we have found and discovered. I know there's one in West Point, Mississippi, like right on the side of the road mm-hmm. with cows like grazing on it. Right. They have like a historical marker because I'm a nerd and I stopped to read it <laughs> one day. 
that was about, you know, like this is the, uh, you know, uh, Native American mound. Of- yeah, we got one right behind Publix over here. That's right. Oh, wait, maybe that was dirt that was moved when they were building that. That's field dirt, <laughs> which I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> this is a whole other thing. Just like one of those Indian mounds, yeah. though. All right, I have to resist the urge now that I'm a truck guy to climb up it with my truck. <laughs> but also, I don't know how that doesn't create like drainage problems when there's a huge rain. It seems right. like it would just force all the water like right down there into the back. Back of Publix. I don't understand. Maybe it. they have a drainage system that's prepared for that. I'm sure. Know. I'm sure that the engineers, you know, like me, who knows <laughs> nothing, looks at that. It's like that creates a drainage problem. There's probably an engineer somewhere is like, no, you're an idiot. That that's not how things work. You yeah. Know? But or they wouldn't have piled all that dirt up there. But what are they going to do? That's what I want to know. Like, what are y'all? What's the plans for y'all's dirt mound here? I don't know. Eli asked if we could have a picnic up there. <laughs> I wonder if you and could. I said, I said, well, not while it's this hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what would they do? The worst that could happen is they just come out and tell you, you to leave. Come tell you leave, yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, sorry. I thought this was public land. <laughs> it says public's right out front. <laughs> That's y'all aren't part of the state government. I thought this was public land. I paid my taxes to be here. <laughs> Which our Taco Bell we're sad to say, has been temporarily closed. Apparently. Taco Bell Mead has had a run of COVID through the workers, apparently. Well. And they were already having trouble finding people to work. And then I guess if you're two guys with that were working there get COVID, you just got to go, well, we got to shut down until everybody can get back. It was better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. That's exactly what Shakespeare meant. Wasn't that Shakespeare? <laughs> yeah. Okay. He lost his Taco Bell. <laughs> That's right. He knew. He knew our pain. <laughs> it's tough because Hudson texted yesterday. All right. I, yesterday, all right. I went to the football game Friday night. It's mm-hmm. my son's in the band, and I have to go support my son in the band. Well, somehow my the little two, uh, Ollie and Libby, got mm-hmm. signed up to do some kind of you're a wildcat booster thing, and they get to go down on the field before the game and high-five the players and coaches and all that. That sounds cool. Yeah, well, you got to get there at 545. Uh, that's not cool. And whoever built the school is not smart. Uh, here's me talking engineering <laughs> again. Because How would you have done it, John? I would have put the home stands <laughs> on the other side so the sun wouldn't be blaring on you while it goes down. So we're just sitting there baking mm-hmm. in the sun. So anyway, and then, of course, none of my kids are happy. You know, they're all at some <laughs> point during the game whining, complaining, and everything. And, and to the point to where I just declare we're never bringing kids with us to another football game. I'll leave them at home. I'll buy a babysitter. I'll do whatever. Yeah, which you get buy a babysitter. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. You get those at Target. John definitely lives in a different <laughs> tax bracket than I do. I would never take my kids to another game. And I was in a bad mood. County High was leaving, We're losing, you know, to Hillcrest. Yeah. And, uh, which is weird that I was in a bad mood because of it because I didn't go to County High. Like, you know, I have no vested interest in County High. This is not the FET County High. This is Tuscaloosa well, County that's your, High. That's your kid's team. So but he I don't can... play. He's in a band. <laughs> you know, like our band was better than theirs. But it's your job. Yeah, I don't, it, it's just County weird. High. Sports yeah. are just weird. You know, yes. like you're just sitting around other people. You're all rooting for the it's same thing. It's a lot thing. like politics. Yeah. If you like the president, you're going to defend everything he does. <laughs> 
So anyways, we get home after the game. And, you know, I've been – I've gotten a little red butt about everything. <laughs> and so I've got to take a shower before I go to bed because I just sweat for like four hours. And so I get out of the shower. And, uh, well, the first thing is I'm like, hey, look, dude, we both got a shower, you know. I mean, we're both <laughs> relatively clean here. It might be time. I don't even have clothes on. That gets shut down real quick. <laughs> and so then I go, hey, tomorrow – I was like, when we get back, I'm not doing anything for the rest of the day. Nothing. I'm not doing, I'm not washing clothes. I'm not, I'm not lifting a finger in this house. I'm just giving you a heads up. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow because I've had stuff going on every weekend I've had all for like the past three months. Mm-hmm. She was like, fine, that's cool. No worries. You know, cause I got my woman trained. <laughs> right. I didn't get in the doghouse for saying that, but don't ask me to weed eat. Don't ask me to mow the grass. Don't ask me to help discipline children. I'm out. <laughs> You're not even going to be a parent. Tomorrow is John Day. I just need a day. First day of college football. You know, I'm just going to chill out all day long. Well, then like Hudson texts about 5 o'clock, Deidre, because nobody, my kids refuse to ask me if they can have anything they want because I always say no. So they ask Deidre, and he's like, I want Taco Bell. So Deidre's like, well, you go get them Taco Bell. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything today. <laughs> Like, she's like, well, well, Hudson wants Taco Bell. And I'm like, well, well... Hudson can go get it. It's just across the street. I, well, I, I looked at her. I was like, well, did you lose your car keys? <laughs> you know? Like, like, is something wrong with your car? She's like, well, I took Libby to get her nails done earlier, and I've already taken my bra off, you know? <laughs> That's a quick fix. Put it back on. So then I was just like, fine, I'll do it. You know, because honestly, in the backside of it, it was like, Man, Taco Bell would be really nice right now. You know? <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say credit to John. Yeah. I, I'm so sorry that you had to do one thing <laughs> after you had declared that today was going to be your I'd day. I already told you it was John day. <laughs> uh, so I had to get up. And then Dieter was like, well, why don't you let Hudson go with you? And I'm like, well, I don't really want to hang out with any kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to listen to my radio and all that. She had already texted him that I was going. So he comes downstairs in his pajama pants and a T-shirt. So and- excited to get some dad time, hang out with dad. <laughs> no, no, we already hung out. <laughs> and, uh, and dad's like, <laughs> I guess this kid can ride with me to Taco Bell across the street. <laughs> well, then we go over there and it's closed. So then I'm like, well, first of all, I said a few cuss words. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking quick trip. Well, now we got to figure out what we're going to do. Now we got to go to the other Taco yeah, Bell. That's exactly what we did. We drove that's on the other side of the bridge. Uh, dro- drove all the way up to the to the Taco Bell and went through the drive through, which nicest drive through workers ever that I dealt with yesterday. Mm-hmm. They were super cool. You don't and get that at McDonald's. Back. Yeah, but it just ruined my day. Because <laughs> by the time I got back, Deidre had control of the TV. And she was watching <laughs> what she wanted to watch. And you couldn't re-invoke John yeah. Day rules. Well, here's the thing. Also today, after church, we come in and eat lunch. And then she's like, well, hey, I'm going to go take a nap because Deidre's a princess and she has to have a nap every <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Right. And I'm like, well, that's cool. And she was like, well, the clothes in the washing machine will be done if you'll put those in the dryer and take the ones in the dryer out. It's Ollie sheets and some clothes and stuff. And I'm like, well, uh, normally when I do laundry on Saturday, I get it all done in one day. You know, I was like, so I don't feel like because you couldn't get it done yesterday that I should have to pick up the slack here. You know, I was like, I wouldn't, I don't put my work on you, you know? 
And she was like, well... Uh, God, I wish my wife listened to this podcast. <laughs> well, first of all, she knew I was playing because I was going to do it. You know, and I was just pointing out that I'm better at doing laundry at her. I got You got to let her know every once in a while. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty good at this thing. So, uh, And then, of course, I did all that. And I even put in a load of Thomas's clothes for him. So, which should be coming out of the washing machine about right now. But he's probably forgot about them. Mm-hmm. And about the time we get ready to go back to church tonight, he'll be like, oh, I need to put my clothes in the dryer. And then they'll be all wrinkled and stuff. So, because he doesn't understand, he's just a kid. Well, can you put them in the dryer? And well, I guess you don't want to run your dryer while you're gone because your whole house could burn down. <laughs> well, Deidre is. I personally do not care about that. Okay, <laughs> I but used to Deidre not, does. but I was set straight. Oh, yeah. And now I know that is you that don't do that from your wife. <laughs> yes. I wonder why they're that way. You know, like is that a universal female thing? Well, man. I- I mean, I have no idea. I haven't looked at any research, but maybe there was a bunch of homes that burned down. I don't know. What's well, Deidre's parents uh, or Deidre's dad's house burnt down when he was younger, and mm-hmm. it was from like a ceiling fan or something. So now we got to turn off all the ceiling fans when we leave. Oh, man. So that is one thing. And I figured it was just her. Now any fire hazard, because her dad's probably told her about the time his childhood home burnt down right. to the ground, that we just have to be extra safe. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm just like, leave that bad boy going. And honestly, sometimes I'll if I'm doing laundry during the week, I'll come home at lunch and I'll put a put a load in the uh, the dryer and I'll leave that bad boy going as soon as I, I go. I don't ever tell her about it. Because it's just what mama don't know won't hurt Yeah, her. right. Yeah. And what if the house burns down? What is she going to do? You know, Call insurance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Call the insurance I mean, adjuster, claims adjuster. Do you think she would leave me because I burned our house down? John, I don't think Deidre would leave John Long for much of anything. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I am a great man. You know, people people don't recognize it, and I don't get thanked often enough. <laughs> but I am I'm a great guy. Yeah. But I'm also every once in a while you're going to just get a hey look I'm not going to do crap today, <laughs> and that's how it's just going to be. But the rest of the time I'm loading dishwashers, I'm sweeping floors. You know. I've got a black belt making love, and so I'm just—I know how to keep a woman happy. Everything I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> and I think if Deidre were to like leave me or something, I could get another woman. Right. I don't know that I can get another woman of Deidre's caliber, mm-hmm. but I could get another. But woman. you wouldn't be lonely. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's—it's it's easy to get a girl like you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't nothing. You just tell them you don't like them. Getting one, and to then s- they wonder. Well, why don't you like me? What's wrong with me? <laughs> but then, like, once you get one, the hard parts is that's when the hard part begins for me. You know, I'm I'm a salesman at heart. I can talk to you. I can sell myself to you. You know, <laughs> it's like right. Then you have to be like, well, now I've uh, created this persona for myself, and I have to keep have to this keep persona the facade going yeah, for the next fifty years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she thinks I care about what she does every day. <laughs> you, know? yeah. you just got to play that game. So. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Well, as far as weird news, what's going on? Okay. Oh, man, I have. There's a hurricane headed our way. There is, which I know really very little about. <laughs> I really don't know anything about. Because yesterday was John Day. I wasn't going to spend it watching the weather. Are you crazy? Yeah. I had to watch. Uh, the weather was beautiful yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> right here. It was great. I don't need, to, don't need to check on that. I had to watch a horrible Nebraska-Illinois game, and then UCLA blow out Hawaii. You know? mm-hmm. It's like I, I have more important things to do. <laughs> 
Um, but yes, there is a hurricane coming. So if Tiny and I don't have a show next week, it's probably because we're down rescuing people, you right. know, administering first aid, handing out bottles of water, all that good stuff. Or with any luck, Tiny got swept away. Well, I was just saying, man, <laughs> like I know we're too far off the coast for it to like super, you know, like our houses aren't going to get blown away more than likely. But we may have some down trees. Yeah. And that's, some power lines. Yeah. You know, we may not have power for a while. <laughs> sure. Yeah. When Katrina happened 16 years ago, mm-hmm. we didn't have power for a couple Which of Which is unacceptable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> in Alabama. <laughs> well, I don't even care about internet. I don't care about air conditioning. <laughs> you know, I can keep myself entertained. Just yeah. keep me cool, you know? Well, the stories I have, I got a pastor who was fired. Okay. Um, got a chaplain story. Okay. And um, then I have a story about some Michigan parents who had to pay their kids some money. Hmm. So, I have a Florida man story. I have a story about TikTok. Okay. But I was going to start with this one. Man photographed as a baby on the Nevermind cover sues Nirvana for sexual exploitation. Okay. Has it been a long time coming? I, <laughs> I mean, that sounds dirty, but it's not. <laughs> this album came out, I think, when I was in seventh grade. Yes. So that would have been 91, it maybe? It was 1991. Yeah. Right. Oh, that was eighth grade. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there we go. I would have been in, like, I think, fifth or sixth. So, well, wow, I'm so much older than you. I forget that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that I'm I'm an old man. Yeah, I don't know what what's he suing him for sexual ex, sexual exploitation. Yes, because he was a baby. Sure. And if you anybody out there, I guess who's our age has seen this album <laughs> sure, cover. Right. Yeah. It's a baby. It's a naked baby in a pool, and there's a dollar bill on a, on a yeah hook. A fish hook. Yeah. It looks like he's swimming towards the dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, fish, someone's fishing for little babies with money. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Anyway, it says... It's that, Illuminati uh, symbolism, by the way, <laughs> too. Everybody knows that. The 1991 Nirvana album that said to have helped redefine rock music features the naked four-month-old baby in a pool, appearing to swim after a dollar bill on a fish hook. The baby, the now 30-year-old Spencer, I think that's Eldon. Okay. He is suing Nirvana for child exploitation and pornography. Okay. Saying the band knowingly distributed the naked photo of him as a baby and profited from it. Now, I'm sure they profited from it. Yeah. Don't know if it's fair to call it pornography. Yeah. I, I don't. It's art. Yeah. They're yeah. making a point, a political right. point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's. Porn. Right. Yeah. Now, that's not to say there may not be some weirdos out oh, there who some are way that, too comfortable with that album cover. There's some weirdos who like who are too comfortable with my daughter walking down the aisle at a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. He is asking for $150,000 in damages from each of the defendants, which include members of the band, Kirk Cobain's estate, photographer, Kirk Weedle, Universal Music, Get a uh, Giffen Records, Warner Records, and MCA Music. That's okay. a lot of defendants. He's wanting... So it's probably about 10 defendants. He's looking about a million and a half dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he gets his 150 from each of them. Wow. Uh, the cover photo was shot by Weedle, who was a friend of his dad. And then the lawsuit accuses him of producing a, quote, sexually graphic photo of him. And it adds that there was initial pushback against featuring his... Wee-wee. You know, his wee-wee on yeah. the album cover. But 
the plan was to place a sticker over it, which yeah. I think if you bought it at Walmart, yeah, so say, yeah, if you got it at Walmart, it did. Yes. <laughs> you bought it at Oz Music. Was Oz Music around then? Uh, yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. It's been around or a while. Vinyl Solution. If you got it from there, you got, store. The, you got the real Monty. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, the sticker, however, was never incorporated into the album cover, the lawsuit states, which... If I'm, I'm trying to think, was that like a parental advisory sticker? Or I'm, if I don't know for sure, I don't remember. It's I, been this, again. This was 1991. Yeah. I thought it was just a yellow sticker that said, you know, featuring the greatest hits or you know, like whatever mm-hmm. song you know smells like. <laughs> Teen featuring Spirit. the hit single yeah. smells like Teen yeah, Spirit, right. yeah. something like that. Said so, uh, his parents also signed a release authorizing the use of the image. And then, okay, well he's done for. This Eldon, lawsuit's going nowhere. It sounds like Eldon himself never received any compensation. There you go, because he was a baby. Sure, right? Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if his parents did. I don't know. I mean, surely they were paid something. I would think so. Yeah, I mean, I know he said that his dad and the photographer were buddies mm-hmm. or whatever. Also, but. at the time, like I mean, Nirvana was huge, but was this this was the album that made them? Yeah, huge. right. So I yeah. don't know about when the photo was taken and when they're signing papers. Right. They may not have thought that this was going to be a big deal. <laughs> be like on the cover yeah. of Rolling Stone magazine. It's going to change the course of music history. Yes, yeah. right. It says that his true identity and legal name are forever tied to the commercial sexual exploitation that he experienced as a minor. Robert Lewis, his attorney, writes in the lawsuit. Lewis writes that he has experienced emotional distress and interference with emotional and educational development. In a 2008 interview with NPR, he, who was then in high school, was still struggling to make sense of his public image. Quite a few people in the world have seen my penis, he said. Well, a so, baby penis. <laughs> you know, like I hope it's a little different yeah. now, right? <laughs> he was talking about his OnlyFans. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. I'm just a normal kid living it up and doing the best I can while I'm here. Well, so. It, and he's like recreated the photo I've, several times. I was about to say, I saw a Facebook meme saying it was like all his, like throughout his life, he's yeah. like recreate, not naked. Right. Swim, swim, yeah, swim, yeah, with swim trunks. With swim trunks. But yeah. he's recreated that album photo well, over the years. Well, I would think if his mu- a much better play for him would have go, hey, Dave Grohl, you know, mm-hmm. I was on this album cover as a little baby and you guys went to the moon with it. And, and I would kind of like some money. Yeah, like, hey, can my you, life's not going right. so great. Yeah, look, man, I just, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe pay my rent for a couple years or something, and let's call it even at that. Yeah. And they would probably be like, oh, okay. But now he's suing them, and they're going to be like, oh, you ain't going to dime out of us because now we got to hire lawyers and go to court and all that. If he wins, though, he stands to probably make a little bit. But more, I don't see yeah. him winning considering his parents gave consent for his photo and usage and all that, I'm sure. Hmm. You know, like Nirvana was, they were with, I guess it was Geffen or Warner Brothers One. So they had lawyers, you know, they got all that stuff <laughs> right. tied down. They, this is, they, they, he's probably dead in the water. And mm-hmm. it just sounds to me like he needs some money. That's what it sounds like. I can't know his thoughts and, yeah. and know what he's, what, where his head's at on this. But I mean, it's been, again, 1991. Yeah. It's been forever ago. Yeah. You would think before now, mm-hmm. you would go, hey, uh, can can y'all just like give me a little bit of cash or something? Yeah, the dude's thirty years old now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Set me up a trust or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> well, I don't think he's going to win this lawsuit, and I don't think it's a pornographic image. But 
I guess if you're suing, you're just going to try to do whatever you can to get some cash. Yeah. It's well-known, well-documented. I went to Belleville State Community College, the Harvard, the Harvard of, Alabama. of Alabama Community Colleges. Everybody knows that. Brewer Campus, by the way, never would have went to Walker Campus, okay? <laughs> or the Carrollton Campus either. Well, Harvard University, the real Harvard University, uh, has a new chief chaplain. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess what religion he is? What denomination he is? Well, I already know because I saw the headline. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> well, he's an atheist. Right. <laughs> which doesn't make a whole lot of sense on the surface. Harvard University originally founded with a mission to educate clergymen in order to minister to New England's early Puritan colonists. A lot of people don't know that. That's right. But yeah. Harvard, America's first seminary. That's right. Yeah, it was. <laughs> in fact, the reason we have seminaries, the reason they're called that now is because all the universities decided they, they quit doing right. religious studies, or at least pro-religious studies, I should say. <laughs> well, they have a new chaplain, and his name is Greg Epstein, and he's an atheist. Epstein, author of Good Without God, What a Billion Non-Religious People Do Believe, has been the university's humanist chaplain since 2005 before being unanimously elected by his fellow campus chaplains as as the university chaplains organization's new president. So other chaplains elected him. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the one dissenting vote was the (laughs) Southern Baptist (laughs) chaplain. chaplain. Yeah. (laughs) The 44-year-old, who was raised in a Jewish household, has been described as a godfather to the humanist movement, a, a secular values-based philosophy that focuses on people's relationship with each other instead of with God. As Harvard University's new chief chaplain, Epstein will coordinate activities of over 40 chaplains from more than 20 different religious, spiritual, and ethical traditions. I want to support students and the university community together around the fact that it's been extraordinarily try- an, an extraordinarily trying time, and almost anybody could be expected to have, lo- have lost a little faith in humanity in recent years. I, I don't disagree with him there. Mm-hmm. It's been a little. It's been a. We've been in a rough spot as human humans go. That's true, but I also could. I feel like I could say uh, we've been in a rough spot, and it's perfectly natural for humans to be turning. Sure. To the divine yeah, in no. times like these. That's it's perfectly exactly natural true. for people to turn to a higher power in times like this. He said, he goes on to say, we have a lot that divides us theologically. I would say his non-belief. Of <laughs> That's pretty major. A huge divide. <laughs> uh, but we have a tremendous amount in common when it comes to our shared desires to support the human beings in our community as they try to live lives of meaning and purpose in a world that can sometimes threaten to rob us of those, uh, regardless of our beliefs, he added. So this is a really long article. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was kind of wild <clears throat> that you're like, hey, let's get the old atheist <laughs> in here to be the head chaplain. Yeah, I skimmed the article, and from what I gathered, uh, on Harvard University campus, his job is mainly going to be to organize all the other events yeah. for all the other chaplains right. and to get people together. So if that's what he's doing, I suppose he's perfectly yeah. capable of doing that. It's just odd, yeah. like you said, that this is the head chaplain well, and I, he doesn't even you know have any sort of faith. Well, and that's what I was going to say. The article in the article it really kind of puts it that he's going to be much more administrative than mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. But also, I wanted to commend this dude on coming up with. Uh, 
a position for himself <laughs> as an atheist. Yeah. It's just like, hey, I want everybody to treat everybody right, but I don't believe in God, but y'all need to hire me. You know? <laughs> right. Like, how did that go? Up? How do you <laughs> how do you do that? Talk about a salesman. That yeah. dude is it. Also, I would just like to say that uh, I'm going to be writing out my application and applying for a position at the Freedom From Religion Foundation <laughs> because I think it is high time that the freedom from religion yeah. has a devout Christian sure. you know, working. Diversity there. is our greatest strength. Absolutely. Tiny. Yeah. Right. So what because I believe in God, I can't work for a, a anti-God <laughs> organization. Is that what you're telling me? Look, you will talk about some people. <laughs> they keep it started up, you know? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, I just want to go meet with them. So I'll be like, hey, y'all be cool. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, just be cool. Like y'all love it overboard on this, okay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, they they do. I mean, they're like, oh, the uh, kinder, my kindergartner brought brought home a cross. We we're studying Christian, you know, religions of the world. They brought home a cross to color as homework, and they're like, well, let's get a lawsuit going. <laughs> yes. You know, you're like, hey man, it's probably not that big a deal. The Gideons were going to pass out Bibles, <laughs> and they're like, nope, those not at our graduation. Not at our graduation. Those dastardly Gideons just out <laughs> yeah. there causing all kind of trouble. <laughs> Gideons are really. My dad was a Gideon mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, I don't think he's active anymore. But that's like a really, they they do all that out of their own pocket, really. You yeah. know, and they'll get some donations from church on Gideon Sunday or whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of those businessmen, they're all businessmen. They just pay that, or businesswomen, and yeah. they'll pay that money out of their pocket, buy those Bibles and give them away. And it's like, I, th- I don't think any donations that come into the Gideons goes to administration yeah, costs. Right. They pay all that themselves. Yeah. All the money you give the Gideons goes to Bible. To to putting a Bible in a hotel room somewhere. Yeah. Or the prisons. Yeah. There or are prisons. Countless tobacco cigarettes that have been rolled with Gideon New Testament pages. <laughs> you have the Gideons to thank for that contraband tobacco in That's prison. True. Or weed. Yeah. Right. And uh yeah, but low, let's keep them from handing out some <laughs> some some little New Testaments on college campuses across the United States because yeah. we're we're supposed to be free from religion, and they don't force them on you either. They just stand there because, like, when I was in they Alabama, just offer it to you, yeah, and I, I and pull- then those people get to stand there and watch these people take this Bible and immediately chunk it in yeah. the garbage. They get to watch right. that. Well, when I was at Alabama, I don't. I think they have a hard time getting on campus of Alabama now. Mm-hmm. But they were allowed on campus, and they stand there right at the corner across from Reese Pfeiffer Hall and all that. And I came out one time, and they're standing there passing out their little things. Well, in my mind, I'm like, I have like 15 little New Testaments. I don't need to take one from you. So the guy's like, Here, you want to get in this testament? And I'm like, No, thank you. And he's like, Okay. And I just went on about my merry way. <laughs> yeah. My life was fine, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I, I don't I don't get to rub on all that, but I'm yeah, not I've an turned, atheist I've, either. I must say I've turned down New Testaments too, but I'm always clear to say, look, I'm not. The reason I'm refused it's not because I don't want it; it's because I've I've got 15 copies yeah. of the Bible in my house. I want you to give it to somebody right. else. Look, y'all, I'm going to heaven. <laughs> y'all give that Bible to somebody going to hell. All right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the milk crate challenge. Okay. Now I know you're TikTok famous. I'm 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 there. Almost fifteen thousand views now. Have so. you done the milk crate challenge yet? For no, the, uh, I have the cred. The, I am not that dumb. The the clout yeah. from the social clout. I am not that dumb. Well, it's a good thing because TikTok apparently has banned the milk crate challenge 
Okay. Because I guess they don't want they want people getting hurt. <laughs> they don't want men doing stupid things and getting injured, I guess. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. I haven't seen a woman do the milk crate <laughs> challenge yet. <laughs> this summer's viral craze of stacking milk crates in a pyramid and then trying to climb them like stairs has been banned on the app that helped give life to it. Okay. TikTok has deleted search results for the hashtag milk crate challenge and explained in a statement that the challenge was publicizing a dangerous activity. TikTok prohibits content that promotes or glorifies dangerous acts, and we remove videos that redirect and redirect searches to our community guidelines to discourage such content, a spokesperson said. We encourage everyone to exercise caution in their behavior, whether online or off. The challenge, like so many viral internet dares, began as a simple premise with often funny results. Someone gathers a bunch of milk crates and stacks them in a pyramid formation and then attempts to step up one side and then down the other without the crates faltering underneath them. A search for the hashtag Friday morning brings up a no results found screen on TikTok. This phrase may be associated with behavior or content that violates our guidelines, the results said. People attempting the challenge are getting hurt, according to a local news report. That prompted a Virginia orthopedic surgeon to warn against the stunt at a time when emergency rooms and medical personnel are overwhelmed with COVID-19 patients. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Y'all need to wait till we're in the clear. Everybody get healthy first. (laughs) (laughs) They were hilarious, though. They really were. And I tell you what, I have seen some where I'm just like, that dude, yeah, he's dead. He's going to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't like watching people die. I know you do, Tiny. But there are a few times where I'm like, I just watched a guy die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, he landed right on his neck, and it, everything bent the wrong way. Also, I have seen one guy do the challenge. Yeah, successfully. Now, I don't know if that's because he's the one guy who made it or if because we all like to see the fails. Yeah, I don't That's but, a good point. But I have seen one guy do it successfully. <laughs> well, I think I saw the same guy and I was like, they probably glued them all together or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. You can't well, trust anything on the internet. Well, now, the one I saw, like, it was wobbling around everywhere. Uh-huh. And But he, I want to say, like, he was the third step down. He just kind of went real fast. Gotcha. And they toppled over, but he but was just so quick. He was, yeah, he like reflexes, he was able to get to the ground. This wild. I, I, it, there was a part of me that was like, I think I could do it, you know. <laughs> but the other side of me was like, Well, you're too old to try that. Like you're getting into breaking hip territory, John. <laughs> yes. So you can't try that. But like younger <laughs> me, I definitely would have. Well, now let me tell you, if you want to, I'm not a milk crate challenge expert. I have not done the challenge. Yeah, but. Taking what I learned in VBS and applying that to social media, if you want to pass the milk crate challenge, you need a firm foundation. <laughs> I've seen plenty of videos where they're stacking them in the grass, sure. on the dirt. Yeah. No, you need a perfectly level surface <laughs> to attempt this. Preferably concrete so there's a head injury. <laughs> you know, Concrete surrounded by... Couch cushions. Yeah, right. I think you're okay. Yeah, you'd be good on <laughs> you're that. You're perfectly fine if you do, do oh, that. Oh, sounds safe. You know? <laughs> the crazy thing is that guys will do that. They'll be like, oh, yeah, no, like, go get the cushions from the couch. <laughs> yeah. Put them out here. If Maybe you can, get all the pillows off the bed, y'all. Stack them up between two bouncy castles. <laughs> I think you'll be okay. Well, it's wild, but it just goes to show you that uh, people love watching other people get hurt. You know, that's why Jackass was famous. You know, they're coming out with <laughs> they're a doing new a fourth jack- movie. Yeah. yeah. 
And that and there's a reason because people love watching that stuff. I will always laugh when somebody trips and falls. I can't help it. I don't know what it is. It's funny. It's super funny. I've seen people walk into power poles before and you like, oh, you're hurt. Mm-hmm. And one time when Dieter and I were dating, we went to like Six Flags or somewhere and there were those little like bullards, those concrete bullards, and like little small things to keep you from driving up on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. But we're like walking to the park, you know, we got our tickets <laughs> in our hand, and she walks right into one of those things. <laughs> and I mean, she hit it hard. And I was just, I died <laughs> laughing at her. And she like, you know, like tear trickling like down her cheek, and I couldn't stop laughing at her. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I know that hurt, but it was so funny to see, <laughs> you know? And when you know you're a really horrible person like me, it's like when you see something like that happening, which I didn't in that instance with right. Deidre, but I have before, and you do nothing to stop it. You're like, well. <laughs> I'm going to watch it happen. Yeah, I'm going to watch it happen anyway. Just like Adam did in the garden. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um. Well, let's move on. This is a pretty short article. Uh, a pastor is fired for promoting COVID vaccine on MSNBC's Morning Joe. Hmm. In, an evangelical pastor, those dastardly evangelicals <laughs> out there just want you to come into a relationship with Jesus. Uh, and a senior, and also a senior VP, he's also a senior VP for a nonprofit called the National Religious Broadcasters was fired on Friday for promoting COVID-19 vaccines on MSNBC's Morning Joe. When Daniel Darling appeared on the show on August 2nd, he said his faith motivated him to get vaccinated. Well, there you go. Uh, I know a lot of people who... I'm getting mine next week, by the way. Tiny is Tiny's <laughs> anti-vaccine. I'm He's anti next week. Anti-vax. His job probably making him do it. The am union, I the to, union's probably making him do it. Am I going to have to post a picture on social media? With <laughs> I like want that you code? to look at me. I am saving what, no, lives. You know what I want you to I do? Because I got a shot in the arm. I want you to take your little little <laughs> frame from your profile picture that said, "I don't care if you got your vaccine," and I want <laughs> yeah. you to issue a statement saying that <laughs> that you are now vaccinated. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyways. The guy, Daniel here, said, I believe in this vaccine because I don't want to see anyone else die of COVID, he said. Our family has lost too many close friends and relatives, including an uncle, a beloved church member, and our piano teacher. But National Religious Broadcasters, an 1,100-member organization of Christian communicators, told Darling his statements violated their policy of remaining neutral about COVID vaccines. So... Hmm. They actually um, had it drawn up somewhere? I guess so. Wow. He was told he could sign a statement admitting he had been an insubordinate and admit that his pro-vaccine statements were wrong or be fired, and he chose the latter. So that's the end of the article. How about, I mean, can you not just issue a statement saying, hey, I shouldn't have commented on this? That's what I would think you could say. Hey, my, Do I have to say I'm wrong, or can I yeah. just say, you know what, I probably shouldn't have said nothing? And the other question I had, which the article didn't tell, was like, was he on the show as a representative of the National Religious Broadcasting Group? Right. Or, or was whatever. he just the guy? Yeah, or was he just some Christian they found that actually watches MSNBC? <laughs> The only one that can come on and talk about it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it's wild. But if they had a written policy and he violated it, then 
I, I can see them letting him go. I think that's kind of a crazy written policy to have anyways, but, mm-hmm. you know. Agreed. That's just how it goes sometimes. Sometimes you get fired. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I, I think. I would have signed the statement. You know, I, I would <laughs> have been like. Job. Yeah, hey, I'm insubordinate. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, I don't know, but if you want to get the vaccine, go get the vaccine. Sure. I don't think anyone should bully anyone else into getting it. I don't but either. at the same time, I don't think anyone should bully anybody else out of it. Sure. You know, how about how about this? Everybody's an individual. Yeah. Everyone can think for themselves. Sure. And even if someone is going to make a decision that's bad for them, so to speak, they're yeah. not a little kid anymore. They're not a teenager anymore. No, yeah. Adults can make their own yeah, decision. It, you know, I've made Plenty of dumb decisions. That's why you're in the doghouse. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, maybe I need somebody to come in like a white knight and rescue me from something <laughs> stupid, but it's not always appreciated if I'm being honest. That's, yeah. that's just being human. No, I got you. And I, I do think that both sides of the vaccine issue are a little bit ridiculous with yes. it. You know, when it gets to the point where you're unfriending people and refusing to talk to family yeah. because of a stupid shot yeah. that's 60% effective, I'm hearing. <laughs> well, I don't know the what the effective thing. rate is, but... Which, 60 is better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, no. I, but, I, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I, Everything right. about this is ridiculous. It's the... It's a, I think, a two-pronged problem. One is the political climate we've created mm-hmm. for our country in the last 30 years. And the other is social media. And <laughs> yes. You put both of those together, and it's uh, toxic. It's just toxic. The whole vaccine debate, which shouldn't even be a debate. Here should, here should be what everyone who is normal says about the vaccine. Here's the vaccine, all right? Looks like it's safe, you know, at least for on the surface. Not people dropping dead left and right. Mm-hmm. There may be a few. You're going to have a few here and there, you know? You get that with regular vaccines. Yeah, you get people who drop dead after eating a Twinkie, you yes. know? But that doesn't mean I'm going to stop eating Twinkies. <laughs> oh, no. Right, yeah, because more people live than don't, all right? Or whatever, you can pick any medicine you want. Yeah, absolutely it is. <laughs> Especially since I've decided I don't care about being skinny anymore. I'm in or that season alive. of my life. But yeah, everyone should just be like, all right, here's the vaccine. Take it if you want. If you don't, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, it's okay. I, I mean, I don't get Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good luck. I hope you don't die, you know? <laughs> yes. And then everybody who's anti-vaccine could be like, well, good luck taking the vaccine. I hope you don't die. Also, can we run a thought experiment? Okay. Let's say Donald Trump had won. Sure. As a lot of people say he did anyway. Yeah. Let's say no. <laughs> let's say right now Donald Trump was president. Right. And everybody knew it. He wasn't like secretly president like your uncle says on uh, No, he's definitely shadow president right okay. now. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Donald Trump's out there promoting the the shot, the best the vaccine. vaccine in the world. It was all thanks to my Operation Warp Speed right. that we yes. got this vaccine. This is the safest vaccine everybody knows. Yeah, that's true. And all the conservative people would have been like, hey, you need to get your shot. You want grandma to die. <laughs> That's right. And all the left people would be like, hey, this vaccine. It's not even FDA approved. It's not FDA approved. <laughs> we haven't studied this. It We could potentially be way more dangerous than the virus. That's right. Everybody would be flipped. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I think that would probably be true. Yeah. Although President Trump has came out in the last week or so and been like, hey, the vaccine's fine, guys. Get it. Mm-hmm. You know? And- 
still people are so dug in. Right. That's a problem. Yeah. They've already dug in on their position. You they don't want to be back. wrong. People yeah. don't want to be wrong. So but you can't come back and be like, well, the guy who I still have a Trump 2020 flag <laughs> hanging up in my yard said it was cool. So I'm going to go get mine now because then everybody's going to be like, oh, I told you so because mm-hmm. that's how the other side is. Hey, isn't that the guy that told you to drink fish chemicals? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, to inject bleach or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Which people are taking horse medicine now. Are you serious? Yeah, it's some sort of horse medicine that they think will make you get better. Huh. But I've been taking ketamine for a long time, and I still got <laughs> COVID. I, so I don't think that's the right horse medicine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John. Well, this is going to be my last story. This is the Florida man story. Man intentionally hit an alligator with his lawnmower and then destroyed one of their nests, wildlife officials say. I'm going to assume it wasn't a push mower, right? <laughs> well... I mean, I think it was, uh, it says here, a man operating a tractor mower. So okay. a little bit more than your standard. That sounds more like a bush hog. Right. Yeah, that sounds more like a, what we would call a bush hog. Yes. I guess people around the world know what a bush hog is, right? Uh, I Well, yeah, I would think so. Because yeah. they drive them on the side of the road. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't believe my mower, if I hit yeah, no. an alligator, it <laughs> would not tear up an alligator. It'd tear up that <laughs> mower. Right. Mine too. I got a piece of crap. That's been my experience when running into alligators. It is. He's accused of dropping the mower blades on a six foot alligator and then destroying an active gator nest in Daytona Beach, according to investigators with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. The FWC has called was called to the property on North Tacoma Farms Road on June tenth at eleven sixteen a.m. for an injured alligator. A witness told wildlife officials that he saw a large tractor with a mower attachment clearing brush around a retention pond. The witnesses state that he saw the driver scare off a six-foot alligator by hitting the water with the blades, but then he just kept on cutting. I guess he just, he's like, this this gator's going to get out of my way or I'm going to chop it up. However, the gator crawled back onto the bank and the tractor operator then turned around and drove back toward the creature, according to the arrest report. The FWC report shows that the mower blade was also dropped onto a debris pile that contained an active alligator nest, destroying several eggs. The alligator had severe head lacerations and deformities to its skull and eyes. It also had deep cuts to its back, legs, and tail. The officer wrote that it was still alive, but it has no use of its rear legs. The gator was humanely euthanized to end its suffering, according to the report. The driver of the tractor, Stephen Dariff, so everybody go get him. Oh, Stephen. 59 years old of Lake Helen. He's now been properly doxxed in this article. (laughs) He is charged with three counts of killing or capturing alligator eggs and one count of intentionally killing an animal with excessive or repeated infliction of unnecessary pain and suffering. So he is more than likely screwed. Yeah. Because alligators are a protected That's species. Right. No, yeah, he's big time trouble. <laughs> yes. But but now did and I got distracted while you were reading. Sorry. Did it say how he got caught? There were witnesses. Okay, all right. All so right. There you so go. somebody called that was his it problem. In. Somebody saw him do yeah. it. Yeah. Or no. someone saw a tractor doing it and so the police go, Okay, well, who right. touched the brush around this yeah, retention exactly. pond? I'll go talk to the landowner. Oh, it was it was old Steven. Yeah, Steven, he's got that orange Kubota, you know, <laughs> and parked he, out there under his shed. And he hates alligators. <laughs> so good, hates them. <laughs> Which, I mean, alligators have made a huge comeback. He's a huge uh, Florida State fan. <laughs> Can't stand the Florida Gators. That's right. 
Uh, well, I can't stand Florida Gators either. <laughs> My article that I'm about to read has gotten, I don't know, it's like missized. Let me try to reload the page real quick. All right, here we go. This is a follow-up to a story we did. I, I don't remember when. It's been a few months ago. Maybe maybe even longer than that. Um, a Michi- Michigan parents are ordered to pay $45,000 for throwing away son's porn collection. <laughs> I remember we covered this story back in the day when yeah. he first filed his lawsuit. Yes. His dad had gotten rid of his collection. Yes. And this man having no shame. None at all. I mean, first of all, that he he actually had the gumption mm-hmm. to go to his dad and say, hey, dad, have you seen all my, my nudie films? <laughs> right. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, hypothetically, had I been a man of any age yeah. that had any sort of collection that went up missing, well, it would just be missing. Yeah, I would just, just never gone, know. Right? I would just never know. Well, uh, and <laughs> this article that I'm reading uh, from comes from AL.com, and I commented on the AL.com article that my mom owes me six ninety five <laughs> for a Playboy she threw away in 1990. <laughs> and people thought that was funny. And then my mom commented, what uh, makes you think I threw that away? And then, <laughs> More people. Your mom has a great sense exactly, of humor. Yeah. No, more people commented on that or liked hers than like mine. Uh, a Grand Haven, Michigan couple has been ordered to pay $45,000 after disposing of their son's pornography collection. David Working, who is 43, <laughs> sued his parents after they threw away what a judge called a trove of pornography and an array of sex toys. What was that name again? Working. Uh, was this David working? David working. David working. Let's say it one more time. David, David working. Working. No shame. None at all. Zero. No. Just sue your parents <laughs> over that. I mean, it's not like his parents. I mean, sue your parents for uh, you a know. legitimate reason, right? Not over your porn collection. Yeah, and I, I don't. I mean, maybe we'll get to this. He was at the time his parents were giving him a place to stay. Yeah, and he like moved out and left them all in there. Yeah, and never came and got them. I'm sure his dad one day probably gave him a call. I was like, David, I need you to come get your box of porn. Yes. You know, your mom found it and she's crying in the living room or something. <laughs> come get it. And he's probably like, Dad, I'll get it sooner or later. I'm she thinks it's mine. Stuff. Yeah. And right. I don't want to throw you under the bus. Right. But it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was like the flip of the script? It was all his dad's. He just blamed it on the son. <laughs> and his son's like, well, I'll show you. I'll show you. I'm going to get my money back for it. Uh, U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney in Kalamazoo ordered Beth and Paul working to pay $30,441.54 to their son. And here's the real winners here. $14,519.82 to his attorney. Wow. Yeah. Man, they got to cover court calls, too. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no baloney Maloney. <laughs> oh, no baloney Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> Maloney earlier granted the son's request for summary judgment, but delayed a ruling on damages. Uh, the judge denied his son's request for a for treble damages, which can be awarded under Michigan's conservation statute. I have no idea what that means. There's a lawyer listening to this, Thomas, my friend Thomas, who's a lawyer <laughs> yeah. who knows probably exactly what that is, but I have no clue what that is. And uh, let's see, Maloney said the defense hired an expert uh, in the pornography valuation. There's an expert. I had no idea that was even a thing. Now, when I ask you to picture in your head a pornography, (laughs) a pornography expert, 
Just just get everybody listening, just get a mental picture of who you think that is. Obviously, this dude's wearing Crocs, <laughs> gym shorts, wife beater, and scraggly long hair well, the, with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, right? The expert's name, Dr. Victoria Hartman, <laughs> determined the destroyed collection's value to be $30,441.54. If it's been destroyed, how do we know... Yeah. Like, what if he's lying about what he's got? Yeah, like, maybe he was up in there and he had like a, a fourth generation VHS copy of Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> and, and he's telling everybody he's got the original film. It's not or a bootleg. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hartman cannot provide a value for 107 titles on the Suns list. I can provide a value. How about nothing? Do you the, think the internet exists? Their value was nada. <laughs> Do you like he had a list? Do you think he could just recall? <laughs> uh, I had Big Butt Bonanza 36 <laughs> through 38. You know, I had Lonely Co Ed's 12, 13, and 15. You know, like, I, I just wonder about that. Uh, however, given the wide range of valuations for individual pieces and the inability of Dr. Hartman to even estimate the value of these pieces, the court declines to use an average value to award damages for these titles, Maloney wrote. David Working valued the collection at 25000 but asked the judge to triple damages for what his attorney, Miles Greengard, called the wanton destruction of the property. Hmm. Um, they contended that not much of the collection should, could be... They contended that much of the collection could not be replaced. And then it goes on to tell that his uh, his dad threw away his stuff. And an email his dad wrote, uh, he said, "Frankly, David, I did you a big favor getting rid of all this stuff." So <laughs> yeah, I would I would agree. They're like, dude, your forearms are huge, man. They're like disproportionate. <laughs> you like Popeye out there, yeah. Uh, I I cannot imagine. I'm $45,000 or $30,000 worth of porn. That would fill up this room, I would think. You know? I just, you know, what is the lesson in all this? That if your 43-year-old son is going through a divorce and he's out on the streets and he's got nowhere to stay, do not take him in. Right. And definitely don't let him store his collection of dirty movies at your house. Right. Because if you do, you could get stuck with a $40,000 settlement. Right, exactly. Sorry, I got some work issues here I'm having to text about. So, uh, all right, they're all handled now. <laughs> all right. Which I did take like four or five calls and had to get out my laptop to deal with work stuff yesterday during John Day, too, mm -hmm. which contributed to my problems. <laughs> There's just everything. no such thing as a John Day. Yeah, is no, there I'm John? not. You can't be that lucky. <laughs> but that's the difference between men and women. And we discussed this on the podcast before. Like, men are used to getting disappointed and rejected and women never are mm -hmm. so if Deidre had declared it's Deidre day and then had a bunch of these issues cropped up she would have been super super mad <laughs> i only got just a little bit aggravated <laughs> you know by all of it because you're just like ah, oh, this is normal yeah this is just life for a man i can't remember the last tiny day oh well you just need to declare one <laughs> you know i would never do that why you just have to like, like here's the thing what's the worst that's gonna happen 
All right. You're not going to get, you're not going to have marital fruits for a a, a season. For for the rest of my life. Well, that's fine. (laughs) I'll take matters in. That's the difference, I think, between me and you, Tiny, Mm -hmm. right? Is I will take matters into my own hands just to not let you win, you know, or let anybody else win. Yeah, but I'm just, okay, look. I will turn into a sexual camel. We live in the state of Alabama. Uh Uh-huh. We know how bad men get it in divorce settlements sure. typically. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they can't afford a good divorce attorney. Sure. That sometimes it keeps me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> especially when my wife has been a stay-at-home mom for 11 years now, almost. Tiny. You're looking at this all the wrong way. I was told once to never go into a negotiation without being willing to walk away, right? Right. And so if Dieter takes everything I have, that that she will never see a, a, anything out of me ever again. She thinks I'm going to pay for my kids, you know, with child support. She is insane. Yeah, I'm just putting on my backpack and I will just wander the earth for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, I will have one huge long camping trip. I think that's called homelessness, but that's what I'm going to do. You know, yeah. for the rest of my life, I will never work huh. at least above board to get any money or anything. And uh, and yeah, she can deal with it. And well, it'll be fine. She'll marry somebody way better than me, anyway. And that's when you'll come come out of hiding. No, no, I will come out of hiding when my kid does something to get super rich, and well, then I'll was, try to come back into their life. Well, I was fixed to say because that don't matter, John. <laughs> you, know, you know, your ex wife could go and marry Jeff Bezos and sure. have billions of dollars. That just means she's going to get a billion-dollar lawyer to come and get that child support <laughs> she money. <will> never. <laughs> she they can't make me pay it, you know? <laughs> they can, they can like, put me in jail. I don't know that you can put people in jail for not paying child support. I imagine you might could. You should. Yeah. You know, everybody except me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, psh, what do you think? I don't care. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I will go to court, pull out a gun, and blow my brains out <laughs> in front of everybody in there. You know? Oh, you can't get in there with a gun anymore. They yeah. got metal detectors and all that. Well, where would you do it? Like, right out front. Okay. You know, like right past in the, the metal detector. Lot. You know, I would wait, time it up, so, like, her and her lawyers were entering at the time. <laughs> They're going through the metal detector. I was walking up and be like, hey, Deidre, let's talk about that child support. Come by him! Right there. And then I'm watching it on the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, doubt. you would have it saved to an external hard drive. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do now that live leaks down. I, I prayed about that the other night for you. I was like, Lord, please find a, a venue for Tiny to watch people die. You know? Uh, I think that would be uh, good for him. I, I didn't no joke. I didn't pray about that, but I will pray every once in a while for my. I have a friend who really loves Guns and Roses. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, Lord, please let Guns and Roses release a really awesome album so Paul will be happy. You know, <laughs> like, just one more real good one. One more good one. Yeah, I, I don't know that the Lord really cares about that though. Probably not. Yeah, but I mean, it's you know, he doesn't have cancer or anything, so you don't have to pray for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just a normal guy. We want to talk about our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice. And we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on their their website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, probably getting hit by the the hurricane, probably going right through where Cajun Curl was created. Uh, And it's a seasoning that goes on everything. 
If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, alligator, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Uh, on the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your dearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace Boulevard. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we do our voicemails? Okay. We have three this week. First one comes from the lovely Miss Jacqueline B. Okay. Hey, John and Tiny, it's Jacqueline. Um, I did just send you a text message. I don't know if you got it or not, but uh, if you are sending out stickers, and you don't have to, and there's no rush, but if you are, I did change my mailing address, so I sent you that. Just give you a heads up. Talking about coyotes in Canada, so BC is on the west coast of Canada, as I'm sure you know, and I am on the far east coast of Nova Scotia, and we treat our coyotes a little differently here. We don't give them opiates, we give them meth, and uh, (laughs) it keeps them awake and alert, but it also makes them paranoid of humans, so it's good. Uh, That's how we deal with our coyotes here. Speaking on fast food and, of course, McDonald's, best fries. Um, here's something I've always wondered, and I was going to put this in the Ask John questions about stuff, but it's kind of an elaborate question. So McDonald's is MC Donald, right? So here in uh, the province I'm at, there's a lot of people whose last names are either MC or MAC, so Mix and Mac. Mix being Irish, Mac being Scottish, meaning son of, and just for useless trivia. So how come McDonald's MC... Everything is like the McFish, the McFlurry, MC, MC. But their signature burger is called the Big Mac, M-A-C. So what's up with that? Anyway, that's all for now. I hope you guys have a great week. And uh, I will talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, John, where's your God now? (laughs) (laughs) It just goes to show that McDonald's is inclusive to both Irish and Scottish people. (laughs) You know? I mean, that's just how it goes. Gotcha. Yeah. But that is an interesting question. Yeah. And I'm sure they probably did it because graphically it's better because Big and Mac are both three letters. Mm -hmm. So they can make cool graphics with it and stuff. And so the Big Mick. Which the was big mix coming to America. <laughs> the big mix sounds dirty, you know. Yeah, yeah. right. But that is, uh, yeah, that's a great question. Never they could have, have called I, it like the Mick Cheeseburger. Yeah, I've never. I'm not a big Big Mac guy. Mm-hmm. I don't eat a whole lot of Big Macs. But one time, what's like, your sandwich of choice? At oh, I get just a cheeseburger. Oh, just a regular old yeah. cheeseburger. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I don't want to put the people in the kitchen through too much. You know, just give me the cheeseburger. I'm fine with that. But one time when I did go to McDonald's and got to hang out in the kitchen one time with my friend, Mm -hmm. um, he cooked. Well, actually, it was like his little manager. He like handles all their stores and stuff. Guy was there, too. Uh, He made me a Big Mac like they used to in the olden days. Oh, wow. 
And man, I want to tell you what, it was one of the best things. I ate it so fast, I was embarrassed because they were like <laughs> talking, we were talking restaurant business and yeah. I just went to town on it and I finished it and they had had like three bites of their meals and I was like, man, sorry about that. But anyways. And now it's not on the menu anymore. Well, did they, they say why? No, they just don't make them the same way like they used to, uh, you know, like salt and pepper the patties mm-hmm. and all that. And like uh, cook the onions a little bit right on the grill. And for time purposes, because nobody <laughs> wants to wait long right. anymore, they had to eliminate a lot of those steps. So Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, it's still the same sense. sandwich. It's just cooked and prepared a little bit differently. Yeah. In order to be faster. Yeah, right. Because yeah, that line be- is moving. Right, yeah, it moves a lot faster than Chick Fil A's as <laughs> science has proven. Yes, yes. All right, our next voicemail. Hey, Tom and Tiny. This is your blind friend Terry here in Illinois. I heard you read my silly laws on your show. Um, I forgot, I guess, to mention it's the umbrella opening outside refers back to. The early days, it would scare the horses oh. on the streets. That's why that was illegal. And then the other, uh, putting the salt on the railroad track is because the cows would come and lick the salt uh-huh. off the tracks, and then they'd get hit by trains. And that's why they put cow catchers on the trains. But anyhow, it was really cool to read that on the show. Hope this makes it on the show. Well, it's on the show. It did. That's actually fascinating. I'm really glad he called in to share that because that makes a lot of sense now. Both of those answers make perfect sense. (laughs) Teenagers were just as rowdy back then, (laughs) and they would get cows going on the the, getting getting them to lick salt off the tracks. And now I have another question for you, Blind Terry. Why are horses afraid of umbrellas? Why is it horses? I mean, all the stuff they see (laughs) going on on the side of the roads. But then some lady walks by with an umbrella, and the horse is like, "Oh no! Oh jeez! Oh, oh. Not an umbrella!" Horses are weird. I don't know a lot about horses. You know, yeah. I've always been a little afraid of horses. I don't know why. I mean, I've ridden them and stuff, but you're like, if this horse doesn't want to stop, there's no way I can stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't, I can pull back on this little rope as much as I want to and I will never stop this horse and he could go right over a cliff like just say he's having a bad day or something right? and I'm the guy that's on him and he's just like I'm going to end it all right now there's nothing I can do about it it bothers me right. they don't have a clutch mm-hmm. you know I need something that I can I can push my foot on and stop him alright last last voicemail hey Stan how's everybody doing out there today oh John you brought up the pale guy in the wrestling that's Paul Bearer okay but you failed to bring up the fact that his name is Percy and he was born and raised in Alabama I did not know oh man another famous Alabamian (laughs) we we produce a lot of greatness out of Alabama and get zero credit for it right I know none the big The biggest thing we get credit for is maybe country music supergroup Alabama. Yeah. And that's because they have our name in there. Never mind, like our scientists put man on the moon. Sure, right. What do you got to do? Willie Mays. Willie Mays, a case could be made for Willie Mays being one of, if not the best baseball players. He's definitely one of the best baseball players ever. He's from Alabama. Guess who else is from Alabama? Hank Aaron. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we dominate in baseball. Mm -hmm. You know, that's top three right there. You got to throw Babe Ruth in there, although 
you know, I, I think Willie Mays is better than Babe Ruth. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whatever. He was not, Babe Ruth not born in Alabama. You got you to gotta bring up the Alabama stuff. I mean, I'm proud that Paul Bear was originally from Alabama. I'm glad he's got a successful pillow company. Uh, I hope y'all have a good week. Yeah, shout out to Brandon and Cajun Curl. Man, that's some good stuff. Uh, y'all have a good one. There it is, right yeah. from the the horse's mouth stand. Mm-hmm. Cajun Curl, go buy it. Yes, and also Paul Bearer, Percy is from Alabama, which I did not know that. Named Does after, not surprise me. Named after Bear Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going with Percy, and you were going to make a Thomas the Train joke because there's a Percy in Thomas the uh, Train. No. Oh yeah. I've been a long time since so I watched Thomas the Train, but I watched a lot of it. When you have a kid named Thomas mm-hmm. and Thomas the Train is really popular, you watch a ton of it. Just be glad you didn't have a kid named Tinky Winky. Get <laughs> <laughs> stuck watching Teletubbies. <laughs> well, those are of the devil. Everybody knows that. <laughs> right. You know? Something about that upside down purple triangle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you say we finish this off with some questions? Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. And if you would like to ask him questions, then you can head on over to our Discord channel, link in the show notes, and you can ask him in the Ask John Questions About Stuff subgroup. Our first question comes from Raytheon, and he asks, Have you ever shaved a dog all except by the head? And he's got a picture here. Of a husky, <laughs> someone shaved it, yeah. but left the hair on the head. Have I you have, ever done that? I've never shaved a dog. No, <laughs> no. I mean, that sounds dirty, but it's not. Uh, I've never shaved a dog. Okay. Yeah. I tried to give our dog a haircut one time. I bought the little uh, dog clipper kit from Walmart. Time out. Is your dog still alive? No. Okay. It died and you didn't even mention it. You know, I just don't know. I hadn't seen her in a while. Yeah, Gracie's moved on. Okay, she went on to receive a reward. Yeah. Did y'all bury her like out back or something? I buried her on my dad's property. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Good deal. Coyotes (laughs) probably already dug her up, but whatever. Uh, It wasn't a very deep hole. (laughs) I got her. It's fine. Raytheon asked, what are some of the most... Oh, I was going to tell a story. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to save money on the groomer, right? Because that's like... Yes, I forgot I had to... <laughs> why, why would I spend like 80 bucks getting this dog a haircut? It costs 80 bucks to cut a dog's hair. It depends on where you go. I take her to Great Clips, get it done for 13 <laughs> Uh Anyway, I went to Walmart, and I think I spent $30 on the okay. dog groomer kit. Sure. And poor Queen, she, when it was all over and done with, she looked like she fell into a wood chipper and popped out the other side. <laughs> and we ended up taking her to the to the hair dog groomer anyway. Okay. So just a yeah. word of advice, anyone out there thinking... It may take you if you if you're going to do this, it's something you got to stick with. Don't think you're just yeah. going to get that Walmart kit and be expert, expert dog level. Over. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Mm. You got to practice. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like you need a. Uh, it helps to have a well-behaved dog. Yeah. Also, I think you'd sedate it. You know, like I imagine they probably do that at the dog room, they just don't let you know. They like, just don't tell. Like you. as soon as you drive off, they feed the dog some Xanax or something. <laughs> you know. Uh, next question. What are some of the most unfortunate name coincidences that you've heard of, i.e. Megan Love or Harvey Donahue? 
Or like this guy, Batman Ben Superman. <laughs> He's got a picture of a That's not unfortunate. That's actually kind of <laughs> cool. Got a, a Singapore <laughs> okay. ID here. Um I knew well, there was a guy a few years older than me, actually a really cool guy. He came into Roly Poly too. He worked at the university, and his name was Mike Butts. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I always thought that was a funny name. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about the only one that comes to the top of my head. There's, there's a- all the funny ones you call and get get them to announce at Walmart that they mm-hmm. left or at the football stadium they left their lights on, like Filipinas and all that. Yeah. But yeah. Ah, <laughs> this is a funny. Uh, Here's another tiny story. <laughs> when Eli, when Tara was pregnant with Eli, I've got this thing about odd name. I like unique names. Okay, I'm one of the I, John. You would make so much fun of like what I named my kid. Had I actually been allowed to name my kid, <laughs> but Eli, I actually wanted to name him Rock. Okay, I, I, just Rock, like the music. Okay, or the Rock or the wrestler. <laughs> yes. Okay, I wanted to name him. Rock, so rock something Sullivan. Yeah. And Tara obviously was not having it. Yeah. Turns out there's actually a Methodist minister near near around these parts whose name is Rock Stone. Oh. Because he came and preached revival at our church. Wow. I don't know if you remember. I don't but remember. But remember our church used to get together with a Methodist? Yeah. yeah. Right. He was their pastor. Huh. And I threatened to go up to him and be like, man, I love your name. I wanted to name our son that, but Tara thinks that name is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the anesthesiologist Dieter used to used to work with his name was Doctor Rock. Doctor Rock, right? that's was, awesome. Uh, when, when she had Thomas and he came in, you know, they doped her up when she had Thomas. You right. know, they all knew her and everything, yeah, yeah. and she was super nervous. And uh, he came in and was like shooting drugs in her, and I was like, I just like leaned over, like, dude, I want you to know you have an amazing title, Doctor Rock. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm most impressed by that. <laughs> and he just looked at me like, why? Why am I? I'm trying to give drugs to your wife. Why are you having this conversation <laughs> with me? You know, like I'm in the middle of something here. But <laughs> right. I was like, no, man, no, really. Like you were Doctor Rock. Imagine, <laughs> do you have that on a personalized license plate? Because I would totally get that. You know. <laughs> And he was not having that conversation at all. And John's like, your reputation does not precede you. <laughs> I and, thought Dr. Rock would be Yeah, I thought cool. you'd be really cool, you know? <laughs> like, I wanted you to have a ponytail, man, you know? I thought you would come in here and be like, I play by no one's rules. <laughs> not open, even my own. Kick open the door. <laughs> you know? Who wants drugs? Dr. Rock is here. <laughs> like, shooting stuff out of syringes. I want to rock. <laughs> Raytheon, I also ask, if face mask filter air, what if you wear an air filter? Is it good for a car? Is good for a human, right? And he's got a picture of someone who's got a car filter hooked like up. Like an intake like filter? A, okay. It's like a hat. Yeah. And it's going to his mask. I don't see how that you could go wrong with that. That's great. Yeah. Spicy Boy asks, how do you respond to people who won't get the vaccine for the same reason you won't watch Fight Club? <laughs> I, I respect everybody's opinion <laughs> and right to do whatever they want to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, that question might have been, no, I, I don't. I, I, maybe it was directed at me, but you've got the vaccine. Yeah, so, I got the vaccine, yeah, yeah. but I will refuse to watch a Fight Club. <laughs> so, yeah. Josephine asked a question here. Would you chug Mountain Dew Flaming hot. And then she has a link. Says here, coming soon, Mountain Dew Flaming Hot. This is 
exclusively on the do on the Dew store starting August 31st. I think that's Tuesday. Yeah. Mountain Dew created the first ever beverage combining the sweet citrus flavor of Dew with the spicy kicked up flavor of Flamin' Hot for the most extreme yeah. taste experience yet. Enjoy this exclusive Dew while supplies last. Limit two cases of Mountain Dew Flaming Hot per order. Wow. Um, well, first of all, I'm not good at chugging stuff. I've never been good at chugging. It's one of the things I'm kind of embarrassed out. I've never won like a beer chugging contest or anything. Not that good at it. But I don't, I don't, Mountain Dew Flaming Hot does not sound good to me. No, I just, I went to the site and it said, uh, check your, verify your, your zip code uh-huh. to see if we can send it to you. Apparently they can't send it to oh, us Oh, okay. Here. Well, man, that's amazing that they would limit Mountain Dew in Alabama. Know. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's I was, our state drink. I was fixing to suggest maybe we should take some of that Patreon money and get, get us a some case. Of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like to have a conversation with the Mountain Dew people and be like, <laughs> y'all are doing too much. You know, like, yeah. like when I, when I was growing up, there was only Mountain Dew. And mm-hmm. then now they got purple Mountain Dew, red Mountain Dew, blue Mountain Dew, flaming hot Mountain Dew. I was like, guys, just chill out. Y'all had a good thing going. I got to be honest, John. It's my fault. Okay. I am the reason they do that because I will buy and try every single Mountain Dew <laughs> they come out with. Don't matter. It really, Mountain Dew is really good. You yeah. Know? I love Mountain Dew. Now, now, listen, I get what you're saying. There's been a lot of Mountain Dew altern- alternative dudes. Yeah. Come and go over the years. Yeah, just chill but out. You gotta admit, Code Red reigns supreme. I, I don't, I've never had a Code Red. Are you serious? I only drink regular Mountain Dew when I drink oh, Mountain. Dude. I don't drink a lot of soda now. You know, I don't know. I quit when I was losing weight, and I've just gotten to where I drink water. I think Code Red is what the Saints drink in heaven. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but no, I refuse it. I embrace tradition and reject modern entity. Well. Yeah. You're you're only hurting yourself, John. Well, man, that's the I'm way just, it goes. And let me say this. You will never experience the level of refreshment that you can get ever in this life <laughs> than if you combine a 20-ounce cold bottle of Code Red and a bag of Skittles. Okay. It is the... That's you, number one. you don't get more refreshed. Like that's that your last meal yes. on death row. You're like, I only need a Mountain Dew Code Red and a bag of Skittles. Like if I'm in the desert and I'm fixing to die, and I imagine I see this mirage, see an oasis. Yeah, and like Tara walks up to me in her swimsuit <laughs> and she's gonna give me one last thing to enjoy before I die. It's gonna be a code red and Skittles. I can think of other things, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just. I like the regular the regular Mountain Dew is enough for me. I don't need right. enhanced Mountain Dew. Well, that's good because Code Red is sometimes hard to find. So. Okay. Probably because <laughs> people buy it out, I guess. I don't know. If I see one, I, if you want me to just buy one for you every time I see one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I'll just keep a stockpile in my garage fridge and you can come get it. Yeah. The garage fridge, by the way, is turned into like we put drinks out there and the kids will drink them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's filled up with like, uh, you know, uh, Kool Aid jammers or whatever. Now. What about Huggies? Remember those? Yeah, we get hugs all oh, the time. Oh, man, I love yeah. those. Well, they just go and get stuff out of there and, and we'll put like I'll put the whole box in there because I can't be bothered to take <laughs> stuff out of the box. Right. And then they just throw the box in the garage. So I had to call everybody out there the other day and go, look. 
Let this me show y'all the path from here to the trash can. You know, like it's not that far. <laughs> Let's all walk together, grab something, and this is what you need to do. And they look like it looked like I was an idiot for having that conversation with them. And I'm like, well, I'm tripping over boxes all the time out here. Right. I don't get it. My kids, I'm like, how can y'all make A's and B's in school and be this dumb? You know, <laughs> like just take the stuff to the trash. I don't get it. Well, John, as this free show draws to a close. We want to thank our patrons. We want to thank every single one of them, but we want to especially thank those who donate at the 10 or above tier on Patreon, and those people are Mr. J.D. Westfall, Mr. James White, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, Ms. Jacqueline V., Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sharon Craig, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco. And I already said Mike Wilcox. Let's so. say it again. <laughs> we missed you that one time. <laughs> Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. Yeah. Patreon, uh, they they jumbled our uh, our patron list here for some reason. Huh. But we got them. So. Yeah. Thank you all so much for donating to the show. Definitely. For supporting what we do. We thoroughly appreciate it. Thank you so much. You are the wind beneath our wings. <laughs> That's right. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. Mm-hmm. We have several different tiers, but if you join at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week, and you get an all-exclusive patrons-only episode once a month. Uh, we're going to be recording that next week, hopefully. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, that is, once again, patreon.com slash earthoddity, extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extended show today? Um. Well, I... <laughs> I got several choices to choose from. I hadn't narrowed it down yet. I think I'm going to talk about a lady who got arrested at the beach in Georgia. <laughs> okay. Okay. I am going to talk about a woman who got banned from the zoo for claiming to have an affair with one of the chimpanzees. Okay. So a monkey style. Okay. <laughs> I guess that'll be about do it for the free show. Do you have anything else? No, just appreciate everybody listening. Um, you know, those of you who are possibly gotten blown away in a hurricane who listen to this, I hope you're, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody else there, I hope you have a wonderful week. Yes. Yeah. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and I thank you so much for downloading us, no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. Yeah. If you would like to check out our show art, we have an Instagram tag. That is underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. Like Jacqueline did both this week. That's right. So, yeah. What's that phone number? It's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing. Love y'all. Bye. has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.
All right, patrons, welcome to the extended show where we sometimes maybe get a little rowdy, maybe sometimes get a little personal. Yeah. We hope that it's always entertaining. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Probably 50 people.